chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wolverine Twenty Four Seven Podcast, your audio source for all things Michigan football, basketball, and recruiting. I'm your host Zach Shaw. Steve Lorenz here with me. This is the final episode of our position by position preview of Michigan heading into the 2021 season. So far, we have done well. We've done pretty much everyone: a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end in one episode, offensive line, defensive line. Linebacker and edge defender in one episode, cornerback and safety in one episode. Now, this will this will probably be a shorter episode because there's just a little bit less to say. But this will be the special teams episode. Steve and I, for those that are are new, we we are big on the covering special teams um, extensively. I, I you know when I do my depth charts, I go I go hard on the uh, on the kicking and punting and return man analysis, and and it is important. I mean, it can make a difference in games, um, you know, especially feels like in the big 10, that's a, that's a big special teams conference. Uh, it's taken very seriously. Usually a good sign of a good coach and culture is how, how well special teams perform. So like all these other episodes, we'll look at the depth chart. We will look in position battles. We'll look at the biggest strength, biggest weakness, biggest question mark, and a bold prediction. So I will admit I don't really want to, <laughs> I, I don't know enough to like dig into like the long snapper or like the other you know the the gunners or the other kind of real intricate special teams roles but we'll look at kicker punter and the return game primarily um kind of straightforward this year in, in terms of the projected starters I think it's well Jake Moody is the only returning kicker with any kicking experience um punter rad robbins is the only punter with any returning punting experience (laughs) and and then in the return game i would probably bet 20 bucks right now maybe even more that the return roles will be filled in with some combination of aj henning mike sane ristel roman wilson and blake corum feels Maybe someone else emerges, but it just it it feels like that's the core that they're going to work with. Um, Tommy Doman is is a is a really really talented scholarship specialist. I, I I could see Michigan. I mean, if if Robbins or or Moody struggle a little bit, maybe they they give Doman a little bit of a chance. But I also think there is some value to redshirting a specialist, um, you know, especially well, like not especially. Be one on scholarship, especially so. So, um, to me, I th- I think think this is probably one of the position groups you could put things in pen a little bit more. I mean, the return game it's always going to be a little bit of a rotation. But Steve, any any thoughts on the depth chart or position battles that you expect? Right, Paul returned probably the one mm-hmm. to really look at, but otherwise, I think everything's pretty much spoken for. Uh, I mean. <clears throat> you know, maybe one of the two guys on kick return is not the other guy in punt return. 
right? right. I mean, it could be like a could see like Sainer still somebody back there. So, um, but no, otherwise, like you said, pretty cut and dry. As good as Tommy Doman is and will be the guy going forward, you know, I think yeah, I know you're going to get into Brad Robbins a little bit later, uh, but yeah, Moody, obviously wealth of experience kicking the ball, so it, it's pretty cut and dry. Well. <laughs> We'll talk about the kicking in a second too. I wealth of experience, but the last year and change haven't been um, necessarily that um, haven't been the experience he was looking for. Anyways, biggest strength of the special teams. I think it's the ceiling. I think if, if, you know, between, you know, Robbins has a really nice combination of accuracy and hang time and and he got the, he showed the distance last season. You know, he ended up finishing 7th in the country in net punting, which counts returns and touchbacks as negative yards. I uh, finished with net punting average of 43 yards. So, Michigan will take that all day. Uh Jake Moody good on kickoff uh, kickoffs, good on extra points. Has been good on field goals before. I believe he's missed seven of his last nine that's coming going off the top of my head, but it's uh, he started his career 15 for 16, including a couple 40 yarders. So there is a, he does have a, a, a ceiling that, you know, makes him a top tier kicker in the big 10, but um, that, that ceiling is, he also has to improve to get to that ceiling. And then I do think that they have the speed. They have really good long speed in the, in the kick return game. And then in the punt return game, I think they do have shifty players who can who can take one back. Um, so I think the ceiling is really high for the special teams. You can probably imagine that my my weakness will involve a little bit of why that ceiling is not what they are known to be producing just yet. But but your biggest strength for the for the special teams room, I think it's athleticism just in the the actual like coverage units and stuff. <clears throat> so I always look at football outsiders, their FEI stats for special teams. And one thing Michigan's always consistently been near the top is uh, it's in kicking efficiency and punting efficiency, which is, is partially due to the person kicking the ball, but a lot of it is yards gained and lost um, uh, points. It's a, it's kind of complicated. What it means is that their coverage units are, are effective. And Michigan's almost always near the top in those, or at least in the, within the top, let's say like 20 or so. Um, so I think this year, again, a lot of younger, really athletic guys, both on scholarship and not on scholarship. Uh, one guy I think is going to be a special teams dynamo. Many Michigan fans will be excited as, as Caden Colasar. Uh, he's actually had a really good fall camp as a defensive back, but don't know if he'll crack the rotation, uh, but I do think that still translates to a, a a big time special teams guy. So, yeah, I think it, it should be their efficiency uh, and their coverage units that that would be my off the top of my head would be their biggest strength. Yeah, and I think I think that's a, a lot of it is philosophical. I think Jim Harbaugh has always had the belief that when a young player goes to the NFL, they're asked to play special teams early on in their career. I mean, unless they are like starting to look like a pro bowler, um, they will be asked to play special teams early on in their career. So his philosophy in college has always been young players, regardless of scholarship level or recruiting ranking, they're going to play on special teams to start their career. 
and that will they will be judged by that. That is how the coaches will evaluate who works hard, who doesn't give up, who embraces just helping the team. All the cliches is yeah they they look at how you perform on special teams. So we've you and I Steve have used that as a barometer in the past is which freshmen play a lot on special teams because a lot of times those those players have earned the trust of coaches, show that they know how to make the right play, and have good athleticism that, that they want to showcase on the field. So, yeah, it's, um, it's to me, that's, that's an underrated thing. Biggest weakness of the group, I think that the what's, – what's the best phrase to use? Because I think they just seem to have plays that, that make fans want to pull their hair out. You know, they'll have a, a 33-yard kick that, is, that hits the post. They have a snap on a punt that just is is brutal. Um, you know, they they drop punt returns. That's that's been a problem in the past. Uh, w- even with some of the players that that are contending for these jobs, it's just there there is a little too much variance in that there are plays that absolutely crush any momentum Michigan has built. I think. I think over the course of the season, Michigan special teams is usually better than not. But I think if you, if you multiplied, if you magnified the impact of those bad plays to, to the actual circumstance that it can cause, seems like it's, it's been a problem for Michigan in a little while. I think Robbins cleaned it up last season, but he, he got benched in 2017. I think Jake Moody, um, has been really good at times in his career. He's lost the starting job two years in a row. And I, I, I think he's missed seven of his last nine field goals. I mean, two, two, two for nine is just not going to, it's not a college caliber kicker. So clearly, um, you know, he's got things to work on. I, I imagine a decent amount of that is mental, but that has been an issue. And yeah, in the return game, can't have drops, can't have fumbles. Um, you know, decision-making is, is important. Your biggest weakness in the special teams group? So this is, this is one I couldn't, I've been looking, trying to look it up since we started and you actually sort of started to illustrate it a little bit. It's a feel thing. I could be totally wrong. It feels like Michigan commits a lot of penalties in special teams. I couldn't find a specific special team stat as far as penalties go to back that up. So I'm just going to so, go. So, yeah. Pro football focus tracks it but i'm only seeing four i i'm with you though i think that there are just it feels like there's more than there there were more than four last season okay well four that's not that many i guess um but i think i i think you're right though it just seems like i almost wonder if some of them get declined maybe that plays into the mistakes idea also just like kind of like questionable mistakes which is disappointing because, like I said, you know, you talk about like 15 Harbaugh's first year, like the first three years or so of Harbaugh, uh, Michigan special teams unit across the board was one of the best in the country. Uh, right. So I don't know. All right. It's just that was my sense, uh, but maybe plays a little bit into the mistakes. I think a smaller one, which we'll see if it rears its head again this year. And you did briefly mention it as the drops issue from the punt return spot. They, they can't uh, muff punts. And, uh, it's a killer. I mean, that's, that's, that's a turnover. I mean, it's, it's devastating. So that's probably the other one, but I just, it feels like there's a lot of mistake making the last couple seasons. 
Yeah. Apparently they only muffed two. I'm with you it, though. It just, see, doesn't it feel like that? That doesn't. That's surprising. Well, it feels but but worse I think this that. speaks to like, okay, maybe over the course of the season the numbers aren't actually that bad, but it is so bad when it happens, right. and it can it can crush your momentum. If you muff a punt, you're basically giving the other team a 50 yard pass right. on fourth down. That's that's kind of. I mean, that's effectively what you're doing. So it doesn't matter what your defense was doing the play before. Now they're back on the field. They, they're pissed. They're tired. And the, the offense is ready to score. And they're fired up. So, yeah, it's um, it, it, it just – I think the mistakes make a bigger impact. Well, like, I think this is the classic example. It's like how many Michigan fans hated Quinn Nordine because he missed, what, three extra points in his career? out of like 150 to 200, but they, you know, they'll be like, ah, he, he was always messing up the extra points. Well, he's now about to be a starting NFL kicker, if I'm not mistaken, based on you know, the early reports out of, out of the new England Patriots camp. And it's like, okay, clearly he didn't suck, but like those extra points, you know, it, it, it just can be, it's, it's a real, I mean, it's, it's a real high pressure phase of the game. If you make a mistake, it, it, it counts as like quadruple. So, yeah, I, it just felt like they made a lot of mistakes last season. I think a couple of those muffs, I think they weren't counted because they like re-grabbed the ball. Like I think if you drop it and then go pick it up, I, I don't know if that necessarily counts as an official muff. Um, kind of like a penalty if it's declined. I don't, I don't believe it counts as a penalty. Or if you commit two penalties and only one gets counted or something like that. So. Um, Biggest question mark about this group, I think. I think it's the kicking. I'll, I'll stick with the kicking game. I, you know, little surprised they didn't go and get a more known kicking transfer. Um, Quinn Nordine left. Jake Moody just really not. He's trending, not trending up um, as a kicker. They did go get a Division three kicking transfer, but I think he's more of a depth guy. Uh, Rhett, Rhett Anderson. He kicked at, hold on, I want to make sure I get it right, because it was not a school that I had heard of, um, at Hampton, Sydney in Virginia. So he's got a little bit of experience as a kicker, but, but yeah, just a little surprised they didn't get a kicker. Um, so I guess my question is, do they have what they need at the kicking position? You know, can, Moody, can Moody bounce back? Can he have a have a, a strong senior season because his freshman year was great. His sophomore year started great and then was not very good. And then last season was just, I mean, he wasn't alone, but, but last season was just brutal for him. Um, so that'd be, that'd be my question. I, I really thought they would heavily consider going after a, like a power five transfer kicker. Um, maybe, maybe one never entered the portal. I didn't keep that close to tabs on it, but but yeah, that was a little bit surprising to me, and and leads me to question, you know, if they have what they need at kicking at the kicking position. Your biggest question mark? Can Mich- like can Michigan find someone who can even come close to re- replicating Jabril Peppers in the punt return game? You know, not a knock on anybody either. It's just I, people just forget at how valuable he was in that aspect. I mean, you're talking about consistently when not even returning the punt just tracking it down and catching it saving who knows how many yards 
Uh, Michigan, number uh, number one in the country in punt return efficiency in 2016, 1,000% because of him. And I believe they were ninth in 2015 also. So top 10 two years in a row because of Jabril Peppers. Even when he didn't return the ball. That's what I'm his saying. His ability to chase down a like a shorter punt and get it and catch it. Yeah. Yes, because you don't know what way it's going to bounce. Like you're you're not only are you saving potential yardage, you're saving a potential funky bounce that hits one of your coverage guys. I mean, we've seen that happen time and time again, just in the, in the game of football. Uh, can Michigan find someone to even? I don't feel like they've had that. Uh, and again, might be more of a Jabril's being Jabril's just an outlier than it is a, a knock on anybody necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I do think A.J. Henning would have a shot at not replicating completely, obviously, but I think he'd be the guy that would maybe bring them closest to that point. Uh, but, you know, remains to be seen. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Henning. That That's where my bold prediction is. I think he – I don't think he goes to real Pepper's heights. I, I think I, – I, I'm increasingly of the belief that you know, Peppers was going to, I mean, there's not a lot of, a lot of teams would love to have, you know, Jabril Peppers type in the return game. Um, I don't know if there's been anyone in the country period that's been as good as him in the return game, but I'm going to say AJ Henning, my bold prediction, AJ Henning makes Michigan fans forget about Giles Jackson a little bit. I, I think he's got, he's got the long speed. He's got the shiftiness. I don't think he's had quite the shuttle runtime that Giles Jackson had, um, but it's right around the four, four, four seconds flat coming out of high school. Um, Yeah, he, and I think he just has that, that a little bit of that explosiveness um, just in how, how fluidly he moves and everything. So I think, I think he ends up having a really good year in the return game. Um, I, I don't know. Some of it will depend on what his role in the receiving game will be, but he kind of, he also kind of strikes me as someone who might not be a starting receiver, in which case Michigan could be comfortable with him in, in both kicking and punt returns. They might try to split it up, but I just, he's got that, that it factor a little bit. And when, when you watch his high school returns, you're like, yep, yep. That looks, that looks like something (laughs) that looks like something that'll work at the college level. Um, so he's, he's still got to earn the starting job, but if I'm making a bold prediction today, it's that I think he looks very, very good. And I think he looks reminiscent of Giles Jackson, who obviously um, I would say Giles Jackson's impact was bigger on special teams than it was in the, in the offense, uh, especially last fall, your bold prediction. Uh, absolutely on Jackson, by the way. And also my reference to Henning replicating peppers was more about the punt return. Cause Giles Jackson was a good kick returner for sure. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. in the punt return game. I think Michigan needs to make some, some strides to get back to where they were in that regard. Uh, Bible prediction. I think, I think Brad Robbins, I talked about Aiden Hutchinson contending for all American honors. I think Brad Robbins enters the conversation Ooh, in his final okay. season. Uh I know you had mentioned some good efficiency numbers last season. I think, I think Michigan's again, like I said, the punt coverage unit has almost always been a strong point for them under Harbaugh. I think it will be again this year. So I think you combine Robbins 
really kind of taking the job this year and, and, and running away with it as we expect him to with a really strong coverage unit. I do think Michigan, at least the defensive type units, the, the coverage units, not so much the, like, I think the bigger question marks are in their actual return games. Uh, I think the coverage, it'll be enough to, to kind of keep Robbins in that conversation for all conference and all American uh, accolades, possibly real bold of me to end it with possibly, but uh, but that's what I'm kind of leaning towards. I, I like, I think that was a good level of bold because clearly he's trending up. Clearly he had a very good year last year that was kind of um, drowned out by the rest of the team's failures, I suppose. Um, and I think there is some room in the tank. You know, I think he, his accuracy has been really good. And I think he was able to send it a few times, um, you know, but, but I think there's even, I think he can be even better. And over the course of a full season, because I wonder if last season, if he'd done that 12 games in a row, does he, or, or had had some of the like September, October, maybe less harsh winds, warmer weather. Um, you know, does he, does he start to make that all American push? So I like that one. Anyway, for Steve Lorenz, I'm Zach Shaw. This has been the Wolverine 24 seven podcast. If you, Want to check out any of the position previews? Go to wherever you get your podcasts or go to 24-7 Sports podcast page. It's in the drop-down menu at, the, at our homepage. Um, and check out the whole series. All of the episodes are available to listen to. Um, hopefully, you guys like them. I thought it was an interesting way to, to preview the 2021 season. But, but if you combine, let's go binge all of them. I feel like you'll have a pretty good sense of what, this, what we think this team is, I should say. This has been the Wolverine 24-7 Podcast. Hope you had fun. Hope you learned something. See you next time.